So do me a favor and quit saying you are a citizen of the United States of America. We are neither united, and if you haven't seen our southern border lately, we don't really have a country. Pablo, hit the music. Final episode of the year. Let's do this. so good to have all of you here today once again thank you so much for listening to the mike is always right podcast as usual i am your host i am mike and uh this is going to be a fun episode this is an episode we have literally teased for months uh pablito and i have been working very hard on it and uh this one is going to be one that we've done some research but really we're going to shoot from the hip on this and the comments that I made in the beginning of the of the episode may be a little bit harsh, but this is the truth. And one of the things that I've always promised my audience specifically is that I'm always going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell the truth as I see it. I'm going to tell the truth based on research and I'm going to tell the truth based on facts. So if you think that you are still a citizen of the United States of America, again, the two points, we are neither united nor do we have an actual country right now. We are currently under siege. And, and what I really want to talk about today is kind of where we're at. Um, so Title 42 is going to be uh, no more in a couple of days as of this recording. Um, we are at the precipice of a tidal wave of illegal immigration that we have not seen in a very long time. And we're gonna kind of discuss what that looks like. We're gonna discuss possible solutions. And, and I think it's interesting because I, I published an article, which if you haven't read uh, some of the things on News Undone, I would just direct you to that website. I would direct you, there are quality people that are doing quality work on that website and relaying things not only from a state perspective, so the state of Wisconsin and some of the political goings on of the state of Wisconsin, but also nationally. I write from a standpoint of national politics and, and, and I do some work on local uh, stuff for Wisconsin, but News Undone has done a very, very good job of putting together a lot of opinion pieces that people may get like really upset about, they get all upset and everything, but I think the goal in talking with Paris and talking with Ian is really to get people to think. If we're not thinking, if we're just accepting this is how it is, if we're just accepting um, the two-party system and this is kind of the best of what we have, I think we are missing something. And so when we talk about the border and we talk about the problems at our border specifically our southern border one of the articles that i wrote a couple of months ago you can go back and reference it and it was before the actual midterm elections was that we are now all border states so this is not something when i talk about um, the border i am not specifically talking about texas arizona new mexico california i'm not talking about 
those states specifically. I'm talking about all of our states. And the reason why I'm talking about all of our states is the absolute failure to maintain a successful border that isn't chaotic, that doesn't literally have anarchy ruling in it, the ability to maintain a border is one of the functions of a successful working government. So if we do not have a border, we do not successfully have a country because if anybody can come and go and we don't know what is coming in, we don't know what's going out, then we do not have a working viable country. So when I say quit calling yourself a citizen of the United States of America, number one, we are more divided than we've ever been, I think, in the history of our country. And, and that does include the Civil War, because we are more connected now than we were in the Civil War. I'm listening to, and I've referenced this before, uh, I'm listening to a complete biographical history on Ulysses Grant, which interestingly enough, his middle initial wasn't S. I think it's funny. That was when he went to West Point. They put that in there, and it was just kind of an interesting factoid. Y yes, I know. I'm a nerd. Thank you, Pablo. Just do your thing behind the board, and let's take care of business today. And I'm listening to this thing about Grant, and, and I'm listening to his interactions when he was younger. I'm listening to his interactions with um, um, Abraham Lincoln and, and how we're doing the strategy for the war. And it always impressed me that they were making decisions in the here and now, and then they would get something a couple days later that was talking about that what they were doing a couple days ago because they didn't have all of the technology. They didn't have all that to be as close together. So when I talk about how we are divided more so now than we have been ever, I think one of the things that has done that has been social media, has been digital media, has been the ability to connect. We can be as close as we want or we can be as divided as we are now, utilizing those methods to further divide ourselves. So we do not have a country if we don't have a border. And what I wanna reference today is specifically some of the issues historically that we got wrong, and I say we got wrong specifically on the right, when we talk about border, when we talk about border policies, when we talk about immigration. And I'm going to make the jump, and I'm just going to bring this to an issue that I believe was correctly taken care of, and I'm gonna just reference the Dodds decision. Why? Because it basically said with Roe versus Wade, the federal government doesn't have a law on this. We need to kick this back to the states. Now the states are deciding what to do. We have federal government laws. We have federal statutes. We have federal things when it, when it comes to immigration that we are simply not enforcing. And nobody on the right or the left seems to want to deal with it. Nobody has the stomach to deal with it. The Democrats need these people to come in because if you give people enough free stuff, how do you think they're going to vote, right? So there is a direct benefit for them to just sort of let them all in. In fact, if you'll, you'll reference back, very simple Google search, there have been documents released in the last couple of weeks, the Twitter dump that Elon Musk has been doing, um, where it's basically like, well, what's the policy? I don't know, let's just let them all in. 
And, and, and that's a very dangerous precedent to set because we don't know what's coming in with them. Now, if you think that the right, if you think that the Republicans are completely blameless on this, you are living under a rock and you're not paying attention. That's the issue. Both parties have something to benefit from this, even if they don't want to admit it. So we're entering a period of divided government, and divided government is very difficult. So we're in this lame duck session right now, recording this in December of 2022, and we're in a lame duck session right now, and they're trying to jam everything they possibly can into these last couple of weeks of the year, including an omnibus spending bill that they just did for uh, defense. So uh, they did several different things. They raised pay, very, very meager raise in pay uh, for our rank and file, which I think is absolutely atrocious. Um, but we made sure that we appropriated money for Ukraine. We made sure we appropriated money for Taiwan. And, and, and they're trying to pass all of this stuff because the people that are currently in charge, they're not going to have to answer for this. They're not going to have to go back to their constituents. Their constituents voted. Their constituents said, we don't want you back. And so there are people that are just lame duck running out the clock right now. And this is what they're doing. So instead of tackling issues looking forward, right, the new Congress uh, gets sworn in, new senators get sworn in, old senators clean out their office, old congressmen clean out their offices, and we make this big change, there is no real benefit for comprehensive immigration reform that will benefit either one because it won't go anywhere. You don't have a filibuster proof on either side uh, ability in the Senate to get things done. You have a very, very slim margin in Congress to get things done. And so what the GOP has already signaled is that we're basically not going to do anything because we really can't do anything. Plus, we don't have a veto-proof uh, 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 Congress. We don't have a veto-proof Senate that if we put something out there and President Puddenbrains decided he was going to veto it, we can't overcome that. So what you're going to see is the wheels of Congress, the wheels of legislature, the wheels that get things going will not move. Or if they do move, they're going to be ramrodded through for something that has to be done. Case in point, the omnibus spending bill that was just done for the Defense Authorization Act. Do you realize that Defense Authorization Act has been passed 100% of the time since 1971? So if you want a bridge to nowhere, if you want to send money to your buddies in the Ukraine, you want, to send, you want to do that, just tack it onto this bill because there is no way in hell this bill is going to fail. We need defense, right? And I think that's probably one of my big issues is we do need defense. We need to support defense. We need to do those things. But we didn't even increase the wages for our military rank and file at the rate of inflation. So the rate of inflation right now is roughly 8 to 9%. And we gave them a 4% pay raise. That isn't even covering the cost of eggs, bacon, and milk, kids. We should be able to do better, but we had to include all that money to Ukraine. We had to include all the money to Taiwan. We're talking about sending Patriot missiles and that whole missile system over to the Ukraine. Man, you know what we're going to need? We're going to need American soldiers' boots on the ground to teach those folks and to monitor and make sure that that happens. Now, what is going to happen if one of those American soldiers is killed? 
So we're going into this place. And the reason I'm, I'm tying all of this into immigration is because nobody wants to do anything about it. You, 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 you want to demonize the other side for not doing anything. The right does that to the left. Well, they're just open borders and Joe just wants everybody in. They're doing all that. But I don't hear anything coming from the right, anything comprehensive that is going to alleviate this issue. One of the worst things that Ronald Reagan ever did when he was president in his second term was he granted amnesty to, I, I believe it was like 20 million people. So you have a multifaceted issue that nobody is really excited about dealing with because it's going to piss people off. Either way you look at this, either way you look at how this has to be done, this omelet has to be made, we're going to have to break some eggs. We're going to have to piss people off. We're going to have to upset our base. We're going to have to get some people in a room. Everybody is going to have to sit down with a nice big shit burger and everybody is going to have to take a bite or else this simply doesn't get solved. And when you see it not getting solved, the rate of human misery that is being done at our southern border specifically is on a toll that is almost unimaginable. So in 2014, I went down to Eagle Pass, Texas, and that was the place that I crossed over to get my weight loss surgery. I, I, I had the... Um, the, the, the gastric sleeve done, uh, I was able to do it. <laughs> Don't even get me started on healthcare. It was like 25 grand to do it here in the United States. Uh, it was $8,000 to do the exact same procedure, literally less than a mile away from the United States to do it in Mexico. I've been to Eagle Pass. I've been to El Paso. I've lived in Southern border states all of my life. And there is a switch that was flipped probably three to four years ago and it was get here as quick as you can. The first reason they wanted to get here was because the border wall was being built. And so you have this, these sections of border wall that are complete. And remember what Trump said, we're going to build a great big wall. You'll be able to see through it. We want to know what's coming in. And it was a great thing because you have to address this in a multi-tiered way in order to address the problem completely. So what do you have to do first? You've got to stem the tide. There are so many people making money on illegal immigration, specifically the cartels, and they make it in two different ways. They make it in people and they make it in drugs. And they use people to take over the drugs, knowing that the complete influx of people is so overwhelming to our border patrol. I'm going to tell you what, probably... I would say three to four times a month on average, I get emails from the Border Patrol for recruiting. And they're always looking, I mean, they're always looking for people. They are so understaffed. They are so overwhelmed. I do not get how you can be a Border Patrol agent right now and hold your head up high because you're not really doing your job. You're not really protecting and securing our border. What you are basically doing is taking in the quote unquote asylum seekers and you're turning them over to the interior of the United States. You're not stopping people. You're probably getting less than 10% of the drugs that are coming over. We're having literal thousands and thousands of 
illegal immigrants coming from God knows where to do God knows what into our country every single day. Not to mention the fact, as of this recording, 98 people, 98 people in the course of 2022 that have come across and been caught. That's the caveat. 98 people have come across the border and been caught that are on the active terror watch list. So let me, let me say that again, 98 people from numerous different countries, some from Yemen, some from Syria, some from Afghanistan, some from Venezuela, some from Chile, some from Nicaragua, have come to this country through our southern border and been caught, and they look at the, they get all the information, you are on a terrorist watch list because you're not a good person. And so that's just the people we have caught. How many people have we not caught? So one of the things that I was listening to Hannity the other day, and he said this just, just pure as day, just clear as day, what is the next 9-11 style attack that is going to happen? Where are the cells within this country? Because you no longer, it's no longer something to where we're looking for, you know, the people coming from here, coming from here. No, we know exactly where they're coming from. They're walking across our southern border. So when you look at the Border Patrol, you have a designation, OTM. OTM stands for other than Mexican. What does that mean? They've come from other places. They're finding a lot of different things in the desert. So if you think we don't have jihadis, Islamic terrorists, if you think we don't have those folks coming into our country, they don't have to go to JFK. They don't have to land at Reagan. They don't have to go to LAX or take a boat and hope to be, you know, snuck in when the shipping containers are coming in. They don't have to do that. They'll get themselves to Mexico City. They'll get some good barbacoa tacos on their way. They'll take a car, they'll take a bus, they'll take a train, and they'll walk that last couple of miles. They'll have somebody pick them up on the other side because, you know, communication. And then they're free to just basically sit and wait. They're free to sit and wait until somebody says, execute the plan. And neither party has the stomach to do anything about it. Because secretly, one party needs the votes and secretly, the other party doesn't want to be called racist. So I'm going to tell you this, okay? If you want to label me racist because I want to shut down our southern border, because I want to control the influx of immigrants coming here, because I want to alleviate and take the human misery that is currently going on at our southern border, I want to completely eliminate that. I will freely be called a racist. That's not a problem. If you think I have a problem with brown people and black people coming from these places into our country, you're exactly right. I do. I want them to be vetted. I want to know that criminals aren't coming in here. I want to know that people who have diseases. Remember when that was a big thing for COVID, right? Uh, we're, not even, we're not even testing for that anymore. We don't know what sort of new diseases. We don't know. I mean, remember what the American government did to the Indians, the Native Americans. What did they do? They gave them mattresses with smallpox on them, and it killed them in massive groves. Do you think that's not something that can be done today? Recently just saw the NIH admit 
Yeah, maybe I think we were kind of looking at that whole gain of function thing in the Wuhan lab. I think maybe we committed some money to that. You don't say. What's next for our enemies if you know we have a porous border that they can infect 100 people? It sounds like a really shitty spy novel. And, and, and there, I mean, do you remember, the, the, I think it was the first season of, uh, of Jack Ryan. What was it? They came across, they came to this country, and all they wanted to do was release this illness into a major hospital that the president was in. We're talking about stuff that isn't far-fetched. Who would have thought before 2019 that a illness born in a lab somewhere would grind this planet to a halt? It's called a failure of imagination. Failure of imagination is something to where you don't even, it's not even on your radar. You can't see or even perceive that it would happen. But this is what we're setting ourselves up for. Several days ago, I don't know if you've seen the video, Florida, female officer, goes to do a drug stop. You know, hey, there are drugs in this vehicle. And she touched some fentanyl. Now, fentanyl can be used in a couple of different ways. One of the most powerful ways is transdermal, meaning you get it on your skin. Your skin soaks it up. And they had to Narcan her three times. When I talk about that, it's an opiate overdose and it's an opiate antagonist. So what it does is it reverses the effects of the opiate. To use three of them is quite a lot, meaning she did not just get a dab because a dab will do you. A dab will kill you. She must have got a lot. And, and she's sitting there basically, basically dying. What is coming across our border? What is coming into our communities? What is coming into our schools? Let's even take this from an educational standpoint. I'm sorry, there are a ton of kids that are coming in to our schools that we are having a difficult time teaching. Hablas Espanol? Si. Yo no hablo Espanol, says the teacher. Because the teacher doesn't and they don't know how. So now we can't even adequately teach these children, right? We can't give them an education. And oh, by the way, now we're 35, 45, 55, 60 kids per class with one teacher. So this is literally, and I use this word purposefully, I'm not trying to be mean, but this is literally infecting every part of our country because the leadership of this country will not take a stand. The leadership of this country doesn't have the stomach to close the border because, again, one side needs the votes, the other side doesn't want to be racist, and the other side, let's be truthful, the guys on the right, let's be honest, we need immigration, right, because we need kind of some cheap labor to do the things we need to because, you know, there's a lot of money at stake there. There's a lot of people that give to their campaign. So, eh, you know, it's something that we'll fight about, but it's nothing that we're ever going to take care of. And round and round and round we go. Say what you want about President Obama. Say what you want about DACA and the Dreamers. And, and I was not in favor of that. But holy crap, man, at least he was doing something. He was you know, trying. Now, I don't agree with how he did it because he did it through executive order, and that's just not right. But Congress has refused to take this up. It never gets out of committee. It never goes anywhere. Nothing is ever done. In fact, when Trump wanted to build the wall, they fought him every step of the way because you have to do one thing before the other. You got to turn off the spigot. You absolutely have to. 
whether it's a wall or in some places, Yuma, Arizona, we're seeing them literally stack shipping containers on the border. They're welding them together, three shipping containers, roughly 12 feet high each one. So you're looking at 36 feet because this is just completely ravaging these places. And the worst things that are being done now is what the administration is actively doing, which the administration is actively dog whistling and saying, we're not gonna do anything. You can come here, we'll give you a bus ticket, a plane ticket, a hotel room, and you can go to any one of the continuous 48 states. And then just, and they're winking, come back for your hearing, like that is going to happen. Number one, they're not gonna come back. Number two, even if they do, it's several years out. And number three, we don't have enough judges, we don't have enough administrative folks that could hear the multitude, multitude, hundreds of thousands of asylum cases that we have. So the problem is multifocal. The problem is multifaceted and nobody wants to take care of it. Let me tell you this. Our country ends if we cannot successfully control our borders. Our country ends if we cannot stop terrorists from exploiting our southern border. Our country ends if we cannot stop the flow of illegal drugs into our border. There is an argument to be made that says, you know what, if you're not actively doing something to stop this, then you must either A, think it's okay, or B, you must be supporting it. So are our leaders supporting the massive network of human trafficking that's going on right now? They don't seem to be doing anything about it. Are they supporting the massive amount of sexual exploitation of children? Children as young as 10 years old being brought into this country with people that aren't their family and then basically sold into sex slavery. There is a demand for that sickness here and the cartel is exploiting that. And they're able to do it because we have a weak southern border and nobody's asking questions. Are they okay with all of the drugs that are coming over here? The fentanyl, the cocaine, are they, are they okay with that? Because by their actions, they are not doing anything. And for those of you that say, well, I, I, heard, I heard on the news that they're going to they're gonna impeach Mayorkas. Well, no, that's going to be a great big show. But here's the issue. When it comes down to the vote, you're not going to get Democrats who already confirmed this guy to his post to vote for impeachment. Something drastic would have to happen and he would have to resign, which I don't see that happening. He will not be replaced unless he resigns until the next administration comes in, whoever wins the presidency. And so we're left with some problems. How do we solve this? And I'm just a simple guy. I'm a very simple guy. But these are the questions that we need to ask locally. What things locally in your county are you doing that support illegal immigration? And by that, I'm saying, does your town look good for an illegal immigrant to come to? So what are the programs that are set up 
for housing, for school, for health care? What are some of those things that make your community more attractive to somebody to come in and exploit? Ask yourself that question. Ask your county supervisors that question. Ask your health and human services folks those questions. Ask your mayors. Ask your, your city leaders. Ask your township presidents. What things do we have that somebody could come in and exploit if they were an illegal immigrant? Number two, statewide. Ask your state representatives, what programs do we have that somebody can literally come in, do nothing, and get benefits? Because the state of California is starting to give out driver's licenses, ID cards for illegal immigrants. New York City tried to pass an ordinance, which I'm surprised it actually didn't pass because they're batshit crazy there, tried to pass an ordinance that basically said, hey, all you have to do is live in the city to vote in citywide elections, so vote on uh, like bond issues and, and vote on how uh, things are gonna be appropriated, different, different things within the, the municipality. All you have to do is live here. It made no mention of citizenship. So you could come from wherever, and as long as you'd been there for 30 days and lived inside the city limits, you could vote. Tell me that's not a path to citizenship. Chuck Schumer just very recently said, and it, was, and it was bluster. I don't think he can get it done. But that was one of the things that they wanted to do in the lame duck session was they wanted to get some sort of immigration, immigration reform passed and taken care of. What are your state representatives doing? How is your state dealing with that influx? How is your state dealing with health care? How is your state dealing with education? How is your state dealing with residency requirements? How is your state dealing with voting? Because we're going to be having, I know in, in several places, there'll be spring elections that will happen in 23. But how are we talking about 2024? Are they going to push for amnesty so hard that they say, and this is the one thing that Reagan did, and, and many things he didn't, he didn't do right, and the guy was, you know, wasn't perfect, but they granted amnesty to almost 20 million people, and it was like, we're just going to do it this once. No, you set a precedent. And the reason why people are coming right now so hard is because, number one, they believe they're going to get citizenship. They believe that there's going to be this blanket thing that says, okay, listen, come and Chuck Schumer, we need to bring them out of the shadows. Okay, Chuck, we need to bring, they're not really in the shadows, buddy. We're watching them walk across every day. You look on Fox News, they have the Fox News drone, and they're just watching people come in getting them on buses, putting them on planes. And now they're in Chicago. Now they're in Des Moines. Now they're in Fort Worth, Houston, Coeur d'Alene, Sacramento, Seattle, Tulsa, Little Rock. There's just no end to the boundness of illegals coming in and going to and staying. And the thought process is, how do we make them citizens? No, we need to stop this immigration. We need to stop this mass migration because we simply don't know. Now, if you have a valid asylum concern, if you're coming from any one of these really, really horrible nations that 
have tremendous outbreaks of violence and, and, and all this different stuff. Like, I'm good with that. We have existing laws, but you need to stay there. And here was the biggest, I think this was the biggest thing that was brilliant on President Trump's end. It's like, listen, you can't cross four countries to get out of your country because you want asylum here in the U.S. No, I'm sorry. If you're going to go through four other countries to get here, it's not because you're having a problem where you're at. It's because you want to come here. So if you want to apply for asylum, you want to go through the process. You go through the process, you get granted asylum, then you come in. We don't do it ass backwards, which is how we're having it now, because the people aren't coming back. They're not showing up for their dates. There's not enough people to go out and get them. If you, and, th and this is the funny thing, we need to round them all up. That is almost a statistical impossibility. It will not happen. I'm sorry, there are just too many. We do not have enough law enforcement. Again, drawing a, a, a parallel, right? Colorado legalizes weed. How can the state legalize weed? Because they know unless state resources help federal resources, that they can't get every weed smoker in the state. Why? Because there's just too many. So the federal government is more or less powerless to do anything because the states have to help them. That's how you have rules that can exist on the state and then exist in the federal level. So there's all these different parallels that you can draw, but you simply can't go out and do it. Now, here's my recommendation. I'm not a smart guy. I'm not running for Congress. I'm not a person who is, uh, you know, in any sort of authority to make any sort of decisions, but I have a brain and I understand the root cause of the issue. Not like Kamala Harris understands the root cause. She thinks if we just send them money down there, that it'll make everything great there, because that's what money does. It makes everything great. And they just won't want to come here. Flawed. So here's my plan. If, if you want to know what my plan is as we wrap up this episode, as we wrap up this year, as we wrap up an amazing 2022, again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the interviews, to listen to the, the opinions, to listen to the speculations, to listen to me rant on different things. Um, every year you get a little bit of a, of a, um, a deal from, from Anchor and from Spotify, and they tell you, you know, how many minutes of, of uh, content you produced and where your listeners come from, how old they are, male, female, all this different stuff, right? And I think this year we created close to 27 hours of content. 27 hours of content, be it interviews and, and candidates and forums and things. And I really appreciate you, the audience. I, I don't say that enough. Pablo is shaking his head. Yes, Pablo appreciates you too. He's very thankful for everybody that is here. But winding down this year, we've got some problems. And specifically in 2023, we're going to have a hell of a time if we can't address these things, if we can't go forward and number one, choke off the migration or invasion, let's just call it, from our southern border. We've got to have the wall. We've got to have a wall. Whether or not we do like Yuma's doing and we start doing shipping containers, whether or not we keep funding and building the wall, that was the first thing that Joe stopped. Second thing, Keystone was the first thing. Second thing was the wall. Just completely gutted the funding for it so it couldn't happen. We need the wall. We need to be able to have a physical barrier 
that stops people walking across and literally people die. You, you, you don't understand that because maybe we're living here in, in maybe Wisconsin or Minnesota, wherever you're at. You, you don't understand how many people die coming across, whether they drown in the Rio Grande River, right? And, and that does happen. Uh, uh, we had, had three, I believe it was um, National Guardsmen, Texas National Guardsmen that died trying to save somebody that, that, that uh, had, had gone over in the water and they drowned. So whether they drowned in the water or whether they're ill-equipped for the desert and they're walking across the desert and they die. How many farmers, how many ranchers go out there and discover two, three, four people huddled together, they're dead because they didn't have the resources to walk through the desert during the height of the summer. They're literally taking their own lives in their own hands to come to this country. We've got to get some sort of barrier. We've got to get some sort of wall. Number two, we need to fund the Border Patrol. We need to fund them appropriately. We need to pay those guys a shit ton more. I'm not typically, let's grow the, the government, but I will tell you this, the Border Patrol needs help. The Border Patrol needs help on two different fronts. They need help with the enforcement end of things. They need the tools. They need the resources to do the things that they need to do. And they also need the administrative help. I'm talking about judges. There need to be judges. There needs to be administrative staff to hear these cases so we can rightly divide what is an asylum seeker. Does this person, does this family, do these entities need asylum here in this country? Are they, is it legitimate? I'm going to tell you not all of it is legitimate. Number three, we need the harshest possible punishments for the cartels. And it's very difficult, right? Because, you know, Hollywood wants to portray, uh, you know, how these cartels operate. And, and to a certain extent, they get it right a lot. We know where these people are. We know where their drug houses are. We know. But it's difficult for us to go into a sovereign nation, Mexico, Colombia, Nicaragua. It's difficult for us to do that and wage war against these folks. But you know what we can do? We can freeze assets. We can seize money. We can do those sort of things and, again, empower our Border Patrol, give them the resources to stop this flow that is coming across our border. Number four. We've got to figure out the citizenship issue, not only for the dreamers, the DACA folks, but for the people that are already here. Now, there's a couple of different things that we can say about that. There's a couple of different things that I have heard proposed, and none of them are very good. There's not a perfect, you know, again, I, I referenced it as an omelet earlier. There's not a perfect way that we crack these eggs and we don't get at least a little bit of eggshells in our omelet. My recommendation is you stop the flow and you basically have everybody pay a fee, do a background check, get in line. We'll all hear cases. If you're a criminal and you've broken our laws, you're gone. No pass, go, no collect $200. I'm not trying to punish the people that came here for a better life. I'm not trying to punish the folks who are currently diligently working. I don't want to punish them. They came in under a flawed system. They came in under a shitty system that our government refused to take care of. Our government refused to put teeth to it. Our government refused to enforce the law. Our government failed 
to do the things that they needed to do to secure our border. Now these folks are here. Now these folks are working. They're in our schools. They're in our communities. Okay, they're here. Pay your fee. Do your background check. If your nose is clean, you got no problems, you're not a risk to us, you don't have known drug ties, you don't have known terrorist ties, you can go through a process, you can pay a fee, you do a background check, and we'll grant you temporary citizenship for 10 years. Once you get past that 10 years, then you can take and go through the citizenship process. One of the things I love, and it comes up on my, on my social media feeds every now and again, either Facebook or Instagram, um, which if you're not following me on Facebook or Instagram, Mike is always right, uh, podcast, you can follow me there. I love seeing specifically our state representatives and our congressional representatives or you know different media personalities or whatever when they get to go see an immigration ceremony and a naturalization process. When those folks stand there and they pledge allegiance to our flag, they've gone through the process, they've paid their fees, they've done everything that they wanted to do right, and you ask them, and it's, it's amazing to see the glimmer in their eye, the hope that they have, the amazingness of what's just happened because they know they're now a citizen of the greatest nation on the planet, and they did it right. And they came from Morocco, Somalia, the UK, Japan, India, Korea. They came from all these different places and they did it right. Fifth thing we need to do, completely punish, destroy, demolish, tax, and bury companies who knowingly hire illegals. I'm talking if you are a meat packer. I'm talking if you are a chip producer. No, not those chips. No. <laughs> are you going after my, he's writing me a note right now. Are you going after my lays and my talkies? No, not those chips. <laughs> if you are knowingly hiring folks from India, bringing them here, they're illegals. They're taking jobs for Americans. Your business needs to be completely destroyed, washed, ruined, and destroyed because you're giving jobs that should go to American citizens. You're knowingly hiring illegals. There needs to be terrible penalties for that. So much so that whoever is running a company, once you hear this company was completely destroyed because of it, they would never dare do it because it's just not worth it. Right now, what happens? You hire illegals. You can pay them less. You can exploit them. Who are they gonna talk to? Who are they gonna complain to? Are they gonna to go to their local labor office? Are they gonna to talk to their state officials? No, they're gonna take that, they're gonna be exploited. And then what happens? Well, maybe somebody makes a complaint at some point, maybe there's a immigration check that's done and the business gets shut down for a little bit, but then they're just gonna do it again because there's no direct incentive. We need to completely destroy those businesses. We need to hemorrhage them money and we need to basically put their head on a stake for every business to see it is not worth it to hire illegals, hire American, do your, do your due diligence, do your background checks, do the things that you need to do to ensure that these are true citizens, put them to work, pay them properly, protect them, 
through the different avenues we have, OSHA, you know, all the different stuff, take care of American workers. There is a business that is thriving in our country, built on the exploitation of people who have nowhere to go because they're being exploited. You're doing that, Democrats. You're doing that, Republicans, because you absolutely refuse to grow a set of balls, put together legislation, do things that are uncomfortable, and make a difference in our nation. Do better. Citizens require more. Government officials, lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. We're done with this. Well, everybody, I just want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you like it, please press the like button. Please subscribe. Please tell a friend. Please support the podcast. Why? Because we're going into another election season. We've got interviews set up with people who are running for different positions. I really, really, really want to make a difference, at least in my local level. We're talking about school boards. We're talking about uh, local city governments, municipalities. I want to give them a space. I want to amplify their voice. But I can't do that if we're not supported. So please like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Tell them about the podcast. Tell them to grab themselves a listen. Tell them to do that stuff. Also. I am uh, starting to write a lot more. So News Undone, www.newsundone.com. You can go there. You can read all the different articles, not only that I write, that other people write. And hopefully it'll force you to think. Hopefully it'll force you to kind of grow and, and, and look and challenge you on some things. I know it challenges me daily. So www.newsundone.com. And then my website, www.mikegrahita.com, mikegrahita.com. As usual, this has been an amazing year. I appreciate every single one of you. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you following. I appreciate you liking. Even to the haters out there. Listen, I appreciate the haters because within every bit of hate, within every bit of, of uh, you know, social media troll, there may be a small nugget of truth that I go, yeah, you know what, probably is, is true. And, and you kind of work to change and grow and look at things and research and and do better so uh, even the haters i will say thank you for an amazing year thank you and i'm looking forward to 2023 as we go forward as we do the things we need to do to make this country great to get us back on the right path and to really uh, arrest this fall that we're in right now i mean it we are more divided than we have ever been we need to come together we need to go forward we need to work and get this thing taken care of because we are a great nation and the funny thing is, just before I leave you with this, I told this to my wife today. We were talking about so many different things. And I said, uh, I very highly doubt that America will ever be destroyed from without. The only way this nation will crumble is if it crumbles from within. So we need to do our best to ensure that doesn't happen. So enjoy your holiday. Enjoy the New Year's. Let's circle back 2023. Let's kick off this year with a bang. And let's go forward and take care of business. Have a great day. God bless you guys. Happy, happy, happy New Year. Merry, merry, merry Christmas. I said it multiple times just to piss people off because you're not supposed to say that. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy whatever you celebrate. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. God bless everybody. Have a great one. Bye.